the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In the Loop. I'm Milton Glick, and that's exactly what we do. We get you caught up with the people and the organizations that are making San Antonio a better place to live. I can't wait to talk to our next guest again. It's been so long, Jenny. Jenny Funk is our guest. She is the Director of Programming with the Alzheimer's Association here in San Antonio. And uh, Jenny knows so much about this particular topic, as well as all the stuff that the Alzheimer's Association is doing here in town and nationally. So this is very exciting. Jenny, welcome to In the Loop. How are you doing today? Thank you. I appreciate being able to talk with you. And yes, it's been much too long. It's it, absolutely great to hear your voice yeah it's good to hear you too and this is this is exciting because when you come on uh, we get lots of great information uh and um we uh and i don't think people know all the uh the ways that the alzheimer's association can help them individually uh what they're involved with uh, on a government level and all that so We'll we'll learn all that today, and like I said, you jump in. If you think of something that I've forgotten to talk about, you jump in, and we'll get there. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, the history of the, the Alzheimer's Association, your mission, and the history, if you will, Ginny. Absolutely. So the Alzheimer's Association, we are a nationwide nonprofit, and do have a very long mission statement, but we kind of boil it down into two things, uh, people and science or people and research. So what that means is that our goal is to wholeheartedly help families who are on this journey, have a loved one who has Alzheimer's disease or any other form of of dementia, whether it's been diagnosed or not, we want to help families. And then we're also very heavily involved in research, in studies, not in the United States, and very much in Texas, but also around the world, because ultimately our goal and our vision is a world without Alzheimer's and all other related dementia. So we, we are available to, to help families, to help professionals who are also needing support. And our San Antonio and South Texas chapter we start, We became affiliated with the national organization in 1989, hmm. and then, yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. And by the way, Milton, we just moved. We have been uh, in that same office for many, many years, but we just had a move at the new year. So now we are in the one Castle Hills building right off of the access road of 410 and Blanco. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's 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 exciting. It um, is. It's a good it's a good move for us for sure. Well, let's do this, Ginny. Um, talk a little bit about the what is Alzheimer's as it relates to uh, kind of symptoms or things that people might see. Again, people are gonna 
you know, when we've done the interviews in the past, uh, we talk about people coming home, but people will be visiting. It's summer's coming up. They'll be visiting with loved ones. Uh, and there, there may be little things that happen that make them go, oh, I wonder if this is happening. Um, is that a, a place we can go to right now? Yes, yes, absolutely. So what we know is that Alzheimer's disease and other related dementias, they are not a normal part of aging. Thank goodness millions of people grow older every day and do not develop any kind of these brain diseases. However, with age being the number one risk factor for developing Alzheimer's disease, we know that the prevalence really increased, especially for those who are over the age of 65. And we know that one out of nine people or over the age of 65 or actually one out of three over the age of 85 develop Alzheimer's disease. And unfortunately, it's still kind of getting treated far too often as, oh, it's just aging. You know, they're just getting older. However, it really is important to know the warning signs, to know what things to watch for, because, yes, our brain does go through an, an aging process as we age, but that is not the same as a brain disease that is developing in the brain and slowly taking away the brain's ability to work. So, so we have a really popular class, and it's Know the Ten Warning Signs, and it does go through examples of something that would be normal or, or kind of regular age-related is we all walk into a room and, and can't remember what we walked in for, or we'll, we'll, we'll lay an item down and not remember right away where we laid it down. But dementia and the symptoms are so more serious. It's, it's not forgetting something it's really, it's forgetting and then losing the ability to retrace your steps or not being able to remember anything from yesterday or not, not laying, it's, it's not, not laying your car, your car keys down and, and, and then remember where they are later. It's getting out to the car and, and really not knowing how to use the keys or turn the car on or getting lost because you've driven somewhere and you have no idea where you are. So um, that's just, just a couple of the symptoms. There's also some personality changes, some mood swings that can, uh, can be accompanied um, when dementia symptoms start. So there's, there's a lot of different things to look for, but really it's watching an individual who loses the ability to do things that they do every day. So, for example, brushing their teeth. You might walk in and see someone putting toothpaste on a hairbrush and think, well, what in the world is happening? Well, something we would say is wrong. The brain is not able to, to work in that it doesn't know the steps to, to brush your teeth. Now, that does not mean that we automatically think, oh, my goodness, it must be Alzheimer's. Not at all. But when you go through these warning signs and, and you really – some people have some, and some people have all of them, and some people just have a couple. But when you really notice that something is off in everyday activities, then it really is time to keep an eye on it because there's a lot of things that could be causing those symptoms, not just Alzheimer's disease. 
So, um, Ginny Funk is our guest. She's the director of programs for the Alzheimer's Association here in San Antonio. Um, Ginny, we're going to keep talking, uh, but uh, if folks want more information about, uh, you mentioned classes uh, and things, all the, the resources that are available or just uh, maybe upcoming events, what's the best way to get that information? Absolutely. Call our phone number. Call us. We have master's level clinicians that are available around the clock 24-7 at 1-800-272-3900. And I know sometimes the hardest call to make is the first one, but it's just you can call for any reason if you're concerned, if you want a list of the, the warning signs, if you if you need to find a doctor, if you need a resource, if you just need to vent because you're already a caregiver and you really need some support, we are available 24 hours a day in all languages. That's 800. Make sure I've got this right. 800-272-3900? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, it's been a while, but had to call that line. And the person that I talked to was super uh, in terms of kind of guiding me what they kind of did for me was take an unknown scary situation and make it so that okay i can manage this the the information they gave me the questions they asked kind of took it from uh this huge scary thing to okay Mm -hmm. yeah you 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 can you got this so um it was it was wonderful so 800-272-3900 and then the website here in san antonio Yes, you just go www.alz.org. That is our phenomenal website. And then to go to specifically our chapter website, it's the same thing, alz.org, front slash San Antonio, all one word. So www.alz.org, front slash San Antonio. That's easy to remember. Okay. Well, Jenny, you, you, you mentioned that, and um, I, I actually don't know the answer to this. I'll be honest with you. I can see, uh, as a caregiver, seeing these symptoms, and I was going to ask, the, well, we'll ask it this way. Um, as a caregiver, if I see symptoms that you're talking about or I suspect something, um, what is the, because this is now scary, what is the first step I should do? Right. Absolutely. So, again, what we recommend is call us, first of all, because, again, we're going to help talk through, okay, what are some of the resources? What are some of the signs that you're seeing? And then really, really important to see a physician to find out what might be causing those symptoms. There are a lot of things that cause dementia symptoms other than Alzheimer's disease or vascular dementia or Lewy body dementia. There's a lot. And, and, you know, it could be an infection. It could be a medication interaction. So it's really very important to get connected to a physician. And often that starts with talking and speaking up to your primary care physician, which we know from surveys that People are extremely concerned about Alzheimer's, but they also are extremely hesitant to speak up about any concerns. Well, what we can tell you is that if it truly is Alzheimer's or anything else, the sooner you know what it is, the sooner you can address and get on a plan of, okay, what in the world are we going to do? Let's find out what it is. 
If we need to get a referral from our primary care doctor to a specialist like a neurologist or a geriatrician, let's get on that road so that we can find out what this is. Maybe it's treatable. Maybe, you know, we know that Alzheimer's disease and other dementias um, are very limited in what's available. But again, got to find out the source of what's causing the symptoms. And that's got to come through an evaluation through a doctor and call us. We can help with, well, how do you, where do you even start? How do you do that? How does that work? How do you get a diagnosis? And, um, and no matter where you live, we, we have chapters that cover any county, so every county. So if you are in a rural area, if you, you know, you may have very limited resources as far as doctors, but at least we can tell you what is the next closest availability of some um, support, uh, diagnosis, et cetera. Jenny, the question I was going to ask that I didn't know the answer to was, uh, and I'll I'll try to put this the best way I can. We talked about someone noticing a a spouse, uh, a a child, uh, even even a friend that they do things with normally. Um, What about the individual themselves? Is is there any indication that maybe they were suspicious of things early on in the game, or does it just kind of... sneak up on them and then okay i'll let you answer yes absolutely so we do know because we work with individuals who who have alzheimer's disease who will share that they really oftentimes in the beginning start to notice that something's wrong something's off don't know exactly what it is losing (coughs) the ability to kind of do normal everyday things keep track of conversations balance that checkbook, keep up with the bills, all those different kinds of things. And oftentimes it's one of two things that happens. Either they're worried and concerned and scared and they don't speak up or they and, and can also very much be in denial, just like we can as family members. Or sometimes they may actually be in the progression of actually having the disease and not necessarily even having the insight to understand, Hmm. well, you know, something's off, something's wrong. So don't tell me something's wrong with me. I'm fine. Something's wrong with you, but I'm fine. So, yes, we also have a lot of programming, a lot of support for people who are living with dementia, no matter what is the, you know, whether it's Alzheimer's or Lewy body or Parkinson's, et cetera. So, so yes, families will say, well, do they know that they have it? Well, it just, it all depends on where they are in the progression of the disease. If they're in the early, early stages, most individuals, again, they're at that point where, yes, they want to talk, talk about it. We have, we have a, an early stage support group where everyone in the group has some form of dementia. And I, I've heard them say, like one woman in particular, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. Like I actually want to talk about what is happening with me and the things that I'm losing and how hard this is. But my family, it's kind of like they're walking on eggshells around me. So, yeah. so yes, there's a lot of different things that can happen um, where we want to encourage people again to, to talk about this to know that they're not alone, that there's a lot of support. There are There's so much support that is available. It's just really being willing to say, okay, we know something's wrong. We, we, need, to, we need to reach out. 
The number is 800-272-3900, and that'll start the journey for you, uh, getting that information or getting resources or just finding out what's going on, 800-272-3900 or uh, alz.org forward slash San Antonio for the San Antonio chapter. Um, you mentioned uh, age, Jenny, uh, um, and this is one of those things that somebody just mentioned in passing, and so I don't know whether it's true or not. But uh, is it early onset Alzheimer's uh, and people are getting diagnosed with that earlier and earlier? Or is, there, is that just something that somebody said and it's really, there's really not much validity to that? Well, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I do not want to leave off anyone who has what we call younger onset, which okay. sometimes is referred to as early onset, um, not to be confused with early stage because someone can be... 90 and be in the early stages of the disease. But you're absolutely right. While it's more rare, there are a lot of individuals who have younger onset Alzheimer's disease, which means they're younger than 65. Again, we have a support group right now for younger onset individuals. And there are individuals in their 40s and 50s who are in that support group. So, what they are going through is much different than, say, again, someone who's maybe in their 70s or 80s or even older with the disease. So so while it's more rare, yes. Um, I think the youngest person that I have met, um, gosh, I've at the association for it's 22 years now. It's my yeah. anniversary month. Happy anniversary. The youngest person I've <laughs> kind of amazing how fast it's flown by, mm-hmm. um, was 42 years old. That's much younger than myself. Wow, I mean, yeah. that is that is very, very young. So, again, it's a lot more rare, but it does happen. And I think, I think it's kind of, it really also opens, you know, the public's eyes to, okay, this is not just an aging or age-related type of thing. This can happen um, in middle age. This can happen when you're older. And... So, yes, generally one of those next questions, well, well, what does that mean for all of us? Do we, does that mean we're all going to get this? And I have to say, no, there are what we call modifiable risk factors and then non-modifiable risk factors. So the two things that we really cannot change are family history and age. We're all getting older, so we are all every day having an increased risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. And if we have it in our family, we have a higher risk than, say, if we're sitting next to someone who doesn't have it. But we really do not call this a a familial disease in that family members can get this without having any history in the family. And then some families have, you know, four out of six siblings that end up having it. So the, the modifiable risk factors, things that we know now are linked with developing Alzheimer's disease later in life are things like heart disease. High blood pressure has such an impact on the body and on the heart. So heart is our heart is just so linked to our brain, our heart health and our brain health. Um, diabetes. Um, there's all kinds of studies on on food, on environment. You know, why do why are two thirds of the people who have Alzheimer's disease women? Um, There's just a lot of factors, and so we encourage people to check that out in our classes and on our website as well because 
truly, I think I haven't met a person who's not actually worried about this. And so we know now there are things that we can do to lower our risk. We, we don't have anything that will prevent it quite yet, although, you know, research and scientists are working on it. But, um, so, yeah. What do you that want kind to... of answers a yeah. question you hadn't even asked yet. <laughs> yeah, so that, that actually, you, you've helped me with the segue there. So let's talk about research. Um, and, uh, and this is flying by, Jenny. It always does. What, 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 what are you excited about research-wise? Oh, my gosh. First of all, there's more research being funded than ever before in the United States as well as around the world. The Alzheimer's disease has invested more than $350 million in Alzheimer's research studies in the United States and around the world. And there's more funding from our federal government than ever before, $3.7 billion for Alzheimer's research annually. And that is a bigger number than we've ever had. So there's more focus. There's more studies being funded. Um, in the last two years, there have been two FDA-approved treatments for Alzheimer's disease for the first time in the entire 100 years that it's been around, over 100 years. So we are in an incredible time in research. I think in San Antonio even, there are 11 different studies that, well, more than that, but I know of the Alzheimer's Association funding 11 different studies on Alzheimer's and related dementias. So there's there's just more of a focus there's more um of a just huge huge focus and priority on the numbers of people who are developing this disease are just you know they've been skyrocketing now for the last however many years but more than ever we must have treatment and um and a way to prevent and ultimately a cure which is what we want so so let me just say for a quick minute about advocacy. Advocacy is something where it's about making our voices heard. And right now, those two FDA-approved treatments for early-stage Alzheimer's disease, they're not funded. They've been denied. Hmm. And as the Alzheimer's Association says, that's acceptable. They're the first FDA-approved treatments of any disease that aren't getting some type of support right now in funding. So right now our advocacy efforts are very targeted on making sure that, you know, these treatments are approved, but no one can afford them right now. And they're not. So that means there's no, there's no access. We have to have access and availability. So, um, so get involved with us, join our advocacy efforts to, because as we understand it, there are there are a lot of things coming down the pipeline, and not just medication treatments, but better. You know, we're always learning better ways to take care of people who have Alzheimer's disease to help them remain at home as long as possible. And um, there's there's just there's so much going on on again those those risk factors and what kinds of things can we modify. You know, we can say, well, exercise is one of the very best things you can do for your heart and therefore your brain. But like one of the studies happening right now, the U.S. Pointer study is really looking at well, what specifically will we be able to say, okay, this lowered the prevalence of the disease because individuals in the study did this much exercise and, and you know, ate these kind of things. So it's really, there. it is 
more a, a more exciting time than ever, but we always, always need more people to join our join our fight for sure. So wh- where would they go for more information on being an advocate? Same thing, alz.org slash advocacy, or call our helpline number, that 1-800 number, 1-800-272-3900, and you can get involved with us. Uh, Jenny, we only have about a couple minutes left. um, What else is something that that our listeners can do to help you? Um, You know, like one of the things that just occurs to me, too, is that you talked about the classes, but I know, do you all still take classes out to businesses, to churches and things like that? Yes, absolutely. We can go, and we, we're still doing a lot on Zoom. Okay. Over from, um, you know, things that we learned during when COVID first started. A lot of people like the virtual option. So we have classes and support groups that are on virtual, uh, but we also are doing more and more. So just call us and we can come out and what we really need are volunteers. We need people to volunteer with us in whatever way they're comfortable. We have volunteers that help us with our care and support or our fundraising or become ambassadors, our, our advocates. Um, we have a lot of different options, and we, we really need more people so that we can reach more people. We, you know, we only, have, we only reach so many thousands of people a year, but... There are so many more thousands of people, even just in our chapter area, that have the disease that we know know anything about us and need our support. So we really, we really need people to again join us. Join us. This does affect all of us. Well, listen. It sounds uh, we've we've just about run out of time. I'm going to give the phone number again, and it sounds like that's the best way to start is just to call and say, "Heard this interview," or "This is what I'm interested," in, or "This is what I'm experiencing." 800-272-3900 or the website alz.org uh, forward slash San Antonio. If you didn't get that, you call me. I'm Milton Glick here at the station. I'll be happy to get you that information. Ginny Funk has been our guest, pro, uh, Director of Programs at the Alzheimer's Association here in San Antonio. Thank you, Ginny. Great job as always. Thank you for all your support. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right. We're going to say goodbye for today. I'm Milton Glick. You join us next week as we keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.